this is Summit to Talk About, your one-stop podcast for all things hiking, hills, wild camping and the great British outdoors. In this episode, I'm joined by an old friend to discuss his side of the story from our Three Peaks Challenge. I'll also be kicking off Walk For Your Wellbeing as I share my own story of how getting out walking helps me deal with the stresses of life. And in all the gear, no idea, I'll be talking down coats. Well, I'm now joined by an old friend of mine, Danny Leader, who I used to work with when I lived back in Norfolk. You will have certainly heard from him if you've listened to episode one. Danny was um, my partner in crime when we first went for our little jaunt out in Norfolk on our poor training ground ready for the Three Peaks Challenge. Danny, welcome to the show. How's it going? You all right? Yes, I'm very good. How are you? Good, good. Very well, thank you. So, Danny, right, you've come on today because we're going to have a little bit of a chat about your love for the outdoors. And I know you're a Norfolk boy, born and bred, so... You've clearly clearly been surrounded oh. by countryside for quite a while. So, Danny, just introduce yourself. Who are you? Where did your love of the outdoors start? And just tell me a bit about you. <laughs> the funny thing is, yeah, like you say, born in Norfolk, so we've we've never really is flat. There's not a lot of outdoor space in that respect. Although, as I've got older, I've learned that there's a lot more here than I had uh, initially thought. Like the Broads, for example. So uh, they're good, but the love for the mountains probably came from that because there isn't any here. It was a case of going to have a look for that, wasn't it? So you have to, you have to search a little bit further afield from Norfolk, don't you? But like you said, you've got the Norfolk broads and there's probably people who live among the hills and the mountains who would, who would, who would like to go and visit the, the Norfolk broads for the beauty yeah. that, that is the, the Norfolk broads. Um, again, it's a national park, isn't it? So uh, no doubt lots of tourism. But you've got that on your doorstep. And, and I know you use that to your advantage as well, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I've seen pictures as well. And you, you're often out there on your kayak as well. So yeah. what else I mean, what else do you do out on the Norfolk Broads? Um, for the, I've started the kayaking. We've done, I like to take the kids out like you. I've got kids. So to get them involved with as much outdoor stuff as possible, which is more and more difficult as as uh, the generations go forward now, I think, because they tend to be a lot more indoorsy and computer game based. But I like to give them that chance to go out. So I think my most recent trip was on a canoe. We took a canoe out and did a few miles along the broads and had a picnic the other end with a few of my camping stuff, uh, bits and pieces. And then, uh, yeah, we, we came back. But sometimes I like to get out of the water, out into the water with the wetsuit on and stuff and have a little, you know, mess around and whatnot. But the wildlife's pretty amazing. First time I saw a kingfisher last year. It's, it's uh, some some good sights to see. That's that's really good. And and what I was going to ask you then, because you you talk about getting your kids out and about, and they love uh, computers just the same as mine. But do you notice a difference in their behaviour once they've been outdoors? Yeah, loads. The the, the when they're out and about, they, they they use their imagination a lot more, and they're kind of like they notice stuff like the light, wildlife and things. But yeah, I find, find when I suppose I notice the more uh, negative change when they've been indoors all the time or looking at 
TVs or YouTube and all those kind of things that they do, computer games and stuff. Yeah, they, I think they're exposed to a lot more of of that kind of thing, which I don't think is particularly great. It's just that the great information, but it's it's used the wrong way, you know? Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, my two know about building things. It just happens to be all on Minecraft and completely fake. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the way of the world. And, and like you, I think for me, when I get my two lads out, the difference in their behavior when, when we get home is is so much different they're a lot calmer when we're out they like you like you they they sort of notice the nature they talk about the nature um and yeah. i like that uh, <laughs> i don't know about you though the problem i have though is when i get them out and about it's the my legs are aching um when are we going home i'm hungry you try, you kind of get all that don't you yeah they don't get the uh, the grand scale i mean i took I took my. I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but I took my daughter on a, a family walking day to Snowden, and uh, they they're straight out of the truck and and uh, they're running along <laughs> like it's a five minute walk, and I'm like, you need to slow down. We've got quite a pace, you know. But they, yeah, they kind of get it eventually. They remember it well, which is nice. It's not just kids, though, is it? Remember me, Three Peaks Challenge. That was me. <laughs> yes. It's only a walk yeah. up a hill. <laughs> But we were both the same. We, I remember thinking, I remember like, you know, oh, three peaks challenge, three mountains in 24 hours. I mean, and we're not even driving. We can do that. Easy. It's all right. Yeah, we'll just go to sleep. <laughs> it's just, just a walk. <laughs> we made that sound so easy, didn't we, at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but that is the trouble of being a Norfolk boy, I think. You're not realising that. Well, definitely. I mean, when I lived in Norfolk, I only lived there for five years, but move, even moving up north afterwards you just realize just how many hills there are and, th- and that's just driving about um i'm not just talking about getting out and about walking when you're driving around you even notice the slopes don't you norfolk really is just a flat landscape um is why i don't cycle anymore i only cycled when i lived in norfolk <laughs> yeah so i see those guys cycling in uh, the up the lakes and stuff and I'm, i can't understand it how they do it mad absolutely mad that they, they should probably go on holiday a cycling holiday yeah, to norfolk they'd love definitely. it definitely like i say you you've lived in norfolk all your life so you you've been surrounded by countryside but when did your love for the outdoors and, and hiking really really take off i think funny enough it's probably around the same time as yourself when we we kind of reached that idea where we thought it was a good good thing to go and do but um, as, as a kid, you, I always wanted to be out in the woods and stuff and doing those kinds of things anyway. But it's never quite as tangible as you want it to be when you're a kid, is it? Because it's, it's almost like a dream. But when you become an adult and you start looking after yourself and you can make these decisions, it kind of felt Have like... you got to that stage yet? No, Danny, or is that... I've heard about no. it. I have heard about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, just felt, it felt like, yeah. So uh, what did you say? 2012? Was it really then? I don't know. I can't remember now. It seems so long ago. Yeah, it was because we, we did the three peaks in, in 2013. Yeah, so it was probably about then. And and it seemed like a great idea, like I say. But <laughs> I don't know. I remember the pain. You remember the pain, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about your side of the story from the three peak challenge? Because people have heard mine. A miserable, a miserable end, really. Um, other than taking away the fact that I, I, I still love the mountains now. Do you want to give your side of the story for the three peaks? Sure, it might yeah. be a bit. It's got a better ending. At least you, at least you completed it. <laughs> well, I suppose I remember quite distinctly 
the distance it took it seemed to take forever to get to Scotland. I mean, we had a stopover the night before. I think we were halfway from Norfolk to to the lakes, somewhere around um, Rugby. I think we stopped that, wasn't it? And then we went from there the day after. So, and even then, it just seemed to take forever to get to Scotland. But you know, you're sitting in this this uh, minivan that we were in with all these other guys who, in my mind, were all hardened hill walkers and were quite intimidating because that's like, how i saw it <laughs> yeah like, like you i had uh, a, a pair of 17 pound walking boots from lidl's their their little their little climbing section that they have and i can remember a guy saying to me are you going to climb it in that and i was like well yeah <laughs> and so i never and you did but they but they didn't oh, to be fair yeah they didn't do me any harm they were all right to be to be quite frank but well, do you, do you remember when we first went? I'll never forget that walk, that training walk that me and you went on. <laughs> we left my front door and we just head down the lanes. And yeah. you had your boots on then. They were brand new. Yeah. You'd, you'd not been wearing them. Shine. And yet, like I said, the last mile I was crawling back with blisters. And yeah. you were like, yeah, mine are fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't so know it just it goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So that's the, like you said about being a kid snob. I don't believe you can go out. I mean, I run a bit, so you can kind of, you can spend a hundred pound on a pair of trainers and they won't do you any good. Whereas the 50 pound ones will, it's all, it's a personal preference, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I remember we got to Ben Nevis and you, you get to the, the Ben Nevis Inn, don't you? For your last pitch. Yeah, stop. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we went away and it was quite, it was a nice little joint. I remember starting off in a t-shirt thinking, brilliant, this is nice. And, um, <laughs> You get those little bits of scenery as as, um, as you sort of go up to the right hand side. I remember seeing the, the the roads and stuff disappear slowly and get smaller and smaller. Um, popping over little streams and little tiny bridges and stuff, and it's really pretty. But it's uh, not till I think it, we were together quite well, weren't we? For the for yeah, the for, for the majority of the way, I think we were. We were all right, weren't we? It was just then me being a novice, starting to get a bit tired, starting to get a bit achy, and you clearly the athlete that you are. Nah. Um, I didn't want to hold you back, and, and off you went, and that was fine. Like, you, I, I get, to, I remember feeling quite torn because I'm like, well, we're we're together, we want to stay together, but, you, but at the same time, I don't know when I'm going to come here again. I don't know if I'll be able to do it again. So you kind of want to go. So I can imagine what these guys feel like. <laughs> these guys when they get to 300 meters away from the summit of like everest and they're like they've got to turn back you know i can oh. imagine, i can completely understand that drive which is is fueled by that desire to get to the top but so i kind of carried on without you didn't i sadly but you did but at the yeah, same we- time it, it made my <laughs> this is gonna sound the wrong way it made my walk more enjoyable no, yeah, no, not because you, you weren't there. <laughs> but it's the pressure, though. I know what you mean. Yeah. When, if when I was having to, if I was having to 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 walk fast um, and get completely completely drained of energy, I'd have I'd have felt even worse. So for me, I could yeah. do, I, I went at my own pace, and and I think that's what helped because I, I mean that got me to the top. Um, yeah, and obviously I met you. I think it was just before we started getting to the snow line. And you were like, oh, you've not got far to go because you're on your way back down. 
And I remember... Yeah, I distinctly uh, remember that. You, you get these guys <laughs> that go, oh, you're not far yet, not far yet. And it is always far. Oh, of course it is, they, yeah. They all lie to you. They, they all lie. They have all no, no idea because they're all walking at their own pace. So yeah. I can remember you get about halfway up and the grass disappears. Is it halfway lock and With the lake yeah, on Yeah, that's right. Side? On your left-hand side as you go around then, don't you? And sort of back on yourself yeah. before you hit the zigzags. Yeah, and yeah. then I remember it all suddenly turns to rocks, and that for me seemed to go forever, yeah, and ever and ever. Yeah. And then people say, "Oh, you've not got far," but then you hit the snow line. I think you cross a, like a waterfall uh, apart somewhere. Yeah, that's you? where I met you on the way back down. Yeah, and I can remember coming up to the. Yeah, I, well, that's when I'd gone up and and done my little bit and come back down again, and that's when I went from t-shirt to everything that i had yeah <laughs> like yeah. coat scarf hats you name it i had it and yeah it was cold and i can remember finding you and like, i'm like you've got like 45 minutes and i sat and waited and didn't realize that's 90 minutes or like you know because by the time you've gone up and come back and i stood for <laughs> time is completely is completely different depending on your perception is it for, yeah. for some people they're like oh you're only 10 minutes away yeah, 10 yeah. minutes of your walking pace, probably about 30 minutes of mine back then. Um, and I, do, I remember feeling terrible, like, I'm going to have to go. I can't sit. I can't sit. I'm going to die if I sit here too long. So I kind of <laughs> carried on and went without you. Yeah, but, but you made it to the top, and, it, and you, you came back down, you waited, and we, we reached the minibus back together, didn't we? So Yeah, and that, that for me was like you. I can remember sitting in that mini uh minivan and i remember resting my head on the seat in front and th- just i was i remember taking painkillers and feeling awful all the way to to snowden or uh, scarfell sorry all the way and it was horrible you don't yeah. sleep very well in sitting up in a minibus oh i remember i was sat at the back um and I don't travel well as a passenger anyway, so it was it was no. the worst sleep ever. And like I say, and that did it for me. And but yeah, yeah. You, you were a trooper. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I guess for me, it was like a when we got to to Scarfell, and like you say, you, the door slid open, and it was the worst weather ever, and the worst um, cho- toilets ever. Because <laughs> you, you don't want to, you don't want to change. You, you need to change. You can't start your hike in wet gear, so you try and yeah. dry it out as best as you can. And I can remember trying to put nice, warm, cozy, dry socks on, and then sliding them into the wet shoes that I had <laughs> <laughs> in this horrible toilet in uh, Wasdale, I think it was, wasn't it? So, and, and that was like um, something out of one of these music venues you know got those terrible toilets you see in glastonbury or something like that but I have... yeah well that was the thing it was yeah. it was like being at glastonbury with how busy it was back at that time of year yeah but to be fair like it is is they've, re, they've remodeled it. it's very nice now to be fair they've got a good little area for it all um compostable toilets and everything so it's really nice i recommend oh, very nice it. Oh, yeah <laughs> well but, uh, i'll go back at some point it's still something i need to do yeah but so yeah and it was a case of i can remember the the guy i think it was a guy like you mentioned that that was um on the stretcher i can remember crossing the waterways because there's quite a quite a sort of terrifying cross of the water where you have to sort of you you will get wet feet if it's in the wrong time of year 
and I think that's where this hiker had fallen down and I can remember him being covered in like the tinfoil blankets yeah. and stuff but I think for me it was getting out of that van and then it was just a job by that point it was we've got to we've got to go and do this and tick it off and just get it done well, I guess but, yeah I'm glad you did it anyway yeah. at least we didn't we didn't, we didn't come back completely empty-handed yeah, we we, and again, it was a, another summit where I never saw anything except for six inches in front of me because the rain was horrible and the 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 the, the fog was kind of just thick and it was always grim. I've never seen any mountain looking beautiful like you see in the magazines. <laughs> There's not many of them, <laughs> but, is yeah. there? I was I've seen pictures of Ben Nevis summit, um, and I was just looking. I think, wow, that is absolutely beautiful. The only mountain I saw when we went to Ben Nevis was the one that I was stood on right beneath my feet because of how poor the weather yep. was. <laughs> Terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I say, coming back down from, from Scarfell, back into the van, more painkillers, and then off to Snowden. Um, I don't remember that bit so well. I, it must have been, I must have blurred out by that point, but because that's the one you're supposed to climb in the dark, but I distinctly remember it being quite light. So, because obviously the time of the timing that but it, it wasn't dark so but then when we get to to snowden i can remember uh starting off with you thinking oh great i've got i've got got my man back again it'll be good but yeah right. <laughs> and i just i, I remember the point in which was for you was of no return like because it was as you as you, i remember the wind being so terrible just as you climb through that that bit to the to the back of the mountains, should we say, where the miners it's track. Like, it's almost way. like, yeah, that's it. It's almost like a, a turning point, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it was awful. And I can remember thinking, that's windy, and that's the point <laughs> where you were like, right, I'm not, I'm not having this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting blown off this mountain. <laughs> uh, it was horrifying, and I, and again, I, there's a little bit of scrambling involved with Snowden at points, and which is why it's probably the training ground for many of the big guys, isn't it? But um, I can remember yeah, yeah. There's, there's, as you climb the the ridge line, there's the post with all the pennies in it and stuff. And you walk alongside the track. And I can remember getting to the summit and trying to dodge people. Because as far as I understand, Snowden's the most climbed mountain in the world. And it's, well, if I just went by last year's uh, yeah. social media pictures, I'd agree with that. That's pretty, yeah, and it's so it was a case of waiting, and it's shoulder to shoulder up there. But I can remember walking away, and again not seeing anything any further than my nose up on the summit because apparently there was a shop up there. I never saw it, <laughs> but and I can remember putting my poles one in front of the other, and as I was, as each of those poles was hitting the floor, I'm saying to myself, I must get back. Yeah. <laughs> You, well, you'd done it then, though, hadn't you? You'd bagged the three peaks at that point. Um, yeah, just getting it, back then, wasn't it? But that weather. That is it. it was horrifying. And, it must have been uh, terrible for you whilst I was sat in the cafe having a, having a nice hot chocolate. It must have been awful. And I, this is the thing. I can remember getting down back to the to the vans and, and seeing the, a few people. I think some had gone by that point. I think you was, you'd want, you was one of them. But, um, yeah, we'll never forget getting back to the hotel room and finding you in the bath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a flat part, isn't there? But as you come down off the off the sort of craggy hills, I could see the car park and the vans 
and I could, and I'm thinking, God, if that sheep could just give me a lift back to the, because <laughs> the pain in my legs was so terrible. And I'm thinking if I could, the car was not getting any closer, you know, it's just one of those, <laughs> one of those scenes where you keep looking up and it's still not got any closer. But it's just a mirage. It was, oh, it was gruesome. <laughs> I, I will never forget that pain. When people say to me, should we do it again? Should we go and do that? And I'm like, well, I don't think so. Let me ask you that question now. Would you do it again? I, do you know, I much prefer, I don't know whether it's because I'm a bit older and wiser, but I prefer to go. I'd happily, and I have done them since, but I would not want to do them in the 24 hours. Yeah. Completely I'm agree. happy to go and do one and just enjoy it. That's it. I mean, like I say, I did, as you know, I didn't do it, uh, didn't finish it, but the 24 hour thing, it takes away the enjoyment. If, if I was going to do those three peaks, spread that across i don't know five days or a week um and really really enjoy it and have a break in between i think that would be a great week yeah 20 23 hours and 18 minutes i think it was if i remember rightly something along those lines but it was it was horrifying (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you've done it it's an experience that you've done so moving forward then what's your plans now what's your what's your next big adventure well last year was like just getting the feeling of of being out again and just enjoying that sort of feeling of vulnerability and stuff but i you know i you still crave it is almost like an addiction isn't it you crave for more and you want to go and do something a bit more maybe you know something bigger or whatever so i have started looking at like the alpine stuff because it's a different skill set it's not just walking then there's a bit of rope work involved and stuff and makes you feel all a bit gucci doesn't it but but, <laughs> but yeah and it's, with like you said before about the kilimanjaro stuff we, that that feels achievable although i am aware that it's a big deal but that that feels to me like you know in the next few years that that's probably on the sites and i kind of want to just do that. Well, we've spoke about it, haven't we? We we've spoke about doing Kilimanjaro, and we 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 even set a date, didn't we? We said right, yeah. we're going to do it twenty twenty two. We that was probably what 18, 18 months ago. Um, but a lot's changed since then, as you know. Um, and you could never have ever thought that that was going to happen. You, we, we, we nobody ever saw this coming. I don't think, to be fair, did they? But but yeah, it, it feels like. Uh, I don't know. It feels like, you know, that's something that I'd like to do, to be fair. We're never going to get to do Everest. We don't, you know, the, the normal, the normal average Joes don't get those opportunities. <laughs> so, you know, you can trek to base camp and stuff, which is cool. But, you know, for, for the similar sort of price, you can kind of go and conquer the, the world's tallest freestanding mountain. And it's, that feels like a bit of an accolade, doesn't it? So yeah, that's, that's still on the horizon for me. It's an achievable, it's an achievable yeah. one, isn't it? But yeah, but then you're talking like the effects of um, altitude and stuff. So I don't know how how I'm built if I'm built for that kind of stuff. But we'll see. I suppose some people it doesn't bother them, and others it does, doesn't it? So, right, Danny, I'm going to have to ask you something here. Then, if you don't think that you're built for it, what on earth were you doing trying to lead me into doing it with you? Well, I've always looked up. <laughs> I'd to have you. no chance. You know, I've always looked up to you, <laughs> and I I've aspired. To, to be you know a part of you, you know your life i love i very much appreciate you know being a part of your life and i believe you can do it i do believe you can do it i probably have more faith in you than i do me because you've got the better mindset hey look you know what if we ever did do it 
the training that we'd put in for it would be serious. Yeah. It'd have to be. It would. One's going to disappear and hide in the mountains for for weeks. (laughs) Hey, that's not bad. Even the training will be worth doing. Yeah. So what... (laughs) What about this year then? If restrictions get lifted, what are your what's your next outing this year? We we talked about Cornwall because it's a beautiful area and the coastline down there is amazing. We've we've talked about getting down there, but um, yeah, good lady's got some family in Scotland as well, so we've talked about that. Danny, I'm going to love you and leave you there. And um, yeah. so I just want to say thank you very much for coming on and sharing your experiences. It's really good to just hear another side of the story that that I was a part of um, because it's, it's nice to hear that your side of the story. Cause yeah, we spoke about it. It was years ago, but it was nice to, to relive it again. Um, but also yes. it's good that you're still doing it. And as am I, I mean, it's quite clear that that trip to, um, to do the three peaks has, has led us both to, to yeah. have a bit of a love for the outdoors and the mountains. Certainly sowed the seed somewhere, hasn't it? Yeah, it definitely has, and and that seed's obviously uh, still growing, and it, we've still got the bucket list. We've got Kilimanjaro. I've still got Scarfell Pike that you need to drag me up. Uh, and one other thing that we must must do is go walking again. What I mean, what's going yeah. on? We've not been walking <laughs> for years. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Life gets in the way, doesn't it? But yeah, we must we must make time for each other and go and do that. We absolutely should, and you know what? I really, really look forward to it. In episode one, I spoke about myself quite a bit and the reasons why I like walking. I want to just build upon that a little bit and also build upon another point that I'd mentioned back in episode one, Walk for Your Wellbeing, which I thought was quite a catchy name and a feature that I'd quite like to introduce to the podcast and build upon it with other experiences from other people. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about my Walk for Wellbeing story and the reasons why I like walking and the benefits that that has had on my well-being. In 2018, I um, I had some poor vision, and I went and had that checked out, and I was diagnosed with diabetic retinopathy, also known as diabetic eye disease. I am a type 2 diabetic, I have been since I was 18, and as a result, my, my vision was quite poor, and that, that was the reason why. So following on from that, I had some laser eye surgery, and at the start of 2019, I went into hospital for my first operation, and I'd had an operation then every month for five months. And the operation meant that I couldn't I couldn't see for a quite a while whilst that was healing, and so I ended up having a, a fair bit of time off work, and I was feeling quite low, quite down. And for someone who enjoys getting out and about and enjoying the outdoors, it really affected me because I couldn't even step outside the front door without being aided by my partner and and guided as to where I wanted to go. A little funny story there, I walked into a lamppost once right out the front of the house. But on a serious note, the, the thought of not being able to get out again and go and enjoy walking in the hills or the great outdoors, that really took its toll on me and it really affected me. 
When they diagnosed me, they said that if they don't do the operations there and then, that I could lose my eyesight, and that that, that really hit home with me. Um, I'd got a, a young daughter, I've got two young boys as well, and the thought of not being able to see all them grow up, uh, as well as getting out and about and enjoying life and enjoying the things that I do, that really, really affected me. And so my mental health and my well-being took a bit of a, a turn, and I, I was very, very low for those few months. Um, luckily I came out of the other side of that and I've still got my vision I'm back behind the, the, the steering wheel um, so watch out on the roads but I now take take it in a lot more um, I really appreciate being able to get out and about and I take in things that I never thought I used to um, and that's because I think you, you take things for granted and so the colours when I'm out and about now I'll I'll take in the, the, the colours of the trees, the grass, the sky, the sunshine when that finally does poke out from behind the clouds. I now use walking as a release for, for any kind of stress or any time that I feel down. And I realised that when I did feel down back then, coming out on the other side of that and going out walking, it really, really helped me and benefited me. And it was something that I then began to look forward to a lot more to to recharge the batteries more than anything like many people i've worked from home for quite a bit over the past 12 months due to the global pandemic and the stresses of life we all have them we all have work we all have family to deal with and we all have other stresses but the one thing that we have all got is a bit of outdoor space and getting out and about just getting a bit of fresh air just moving your legs and enjoying what's out there is something that we can all do one way or another whether that be in the city and just walking down to the local park or getting out and about up the hills on on longer treks. But really taking the benefits of that and and enjoy it whilst you can. Mental health and well-being are quite prominent subjects at the moment and rightly so. I think that more people should be talking about their mental health. Uh, They should be quite open about it. The, the, The whole saying of it's okay not to be okay is absolutely true and talking about it really does help i would actively encourage anybody who's got a story to tell um to to speak to somebody because there are always people out there that will listen and there's loads of help that you can get online but focusing on the outdoors it is the one thing that we can all do and i'm not a doctor so don't please take this as a prescription but i would prescribe anybody to get outside if you're feeling a bit a little bit down a little bit overwhelmed or anxious just find some time put some shoes on get a coat on and go for a wander um, and, it, and it really does work wonders. Moving forward with this feature, I want to hear other people's stories. I want people to to come on the on the podcast and and share your experiences because I think it's good to talk, but it's also really nice to hear how getting into the great outdoors benefits your mental health and your well being. If you'd like to come on and share your walk for your well being story, please get in touch via Instagram the Facebook group, or you can send us an email, podcast at summittotalkabout.uk. This is all the gear and no idea. This week I want to talk to you about down jackets. We're still in the midst of winter, and if you haven't already got one, it might be something that you're considering buying. The three main benefits to having a down jacket, first of all, is the insulation that they can offer. 
They will keep you nice and warm, and that's owing to the fact that they are made out of duck down feathers, and the air gets trapped between those feathers, keeping you nice and toasty. The second one is how lightweight they are. So if that's something that's important to you when you're out and about, you should certainly consider getting one. Thirdly, they're very compressible. So if you haven't got much space in your pack, then you can compress them down into the stuff sack that they normally come with, and that will save you a lot of room when you're not wearing it. The disadvantages of down jackets are most of them don't come fully waterproof. You can buy them that are fully waterproof, but then you're looking at higher end market. A lot of them do come with a little bit of a layer of protection from the light showers and snow, but it's something you need to consider because down doesn't really work very well when it's wet. And that's because all the feathers clog together and the air can't get between them to keep them warm. And so they're fairly useless once they're wet. The other thing you need to consider is how you're going to maintain it once you've got it. And what I mean by that is you can't just whack it in your washing machine on, with your normal detergent and get it all clean. You need to make sure that it's on a low wash, it's on a delicate wash. So you'll need to get yourself down to an outdoor shop and get yourself a down care kit to make sure you're using the right detergents. Once it has been washed, you'll need to put it in a tumble dryer on a low heat, ideally with some tumble drying balls which you can get in the kit or with some tennis balls and that'll plump it back up ready for its next use. When you purchase a down jacket, you might also see that it has an RDS certification. And what that means is responsibly sourced down. And that's a responsible down standard, which is usually adhered to by the manufacturers to make sure their down is ethically sourced. So what I'm going to do is compare three different jackets from varying different retailers, all at different budgets. The first one for men is a high gear men's pack light alpinist down jacket from Go Outdoors, which is coming in at £32.97 on the Go Outdoors website with their discount card. Now, that jacket looks just like any other down jacket. It is a 9010 duck down mix and a 700 down fill power. Now, the higher the fill power, the warmer the jacket is, and a 700 down fill power should keep you nice and warm. This also comes with a close fitting hood, which is going to keep you nice and warm from the cold winds. For the ladies, I found on Decathlon website the Women's Mountain Trekking Down Jacket Trek 100, which comes in at $39.99. Now that is also RDS certified down jacket. It'll keep you warm round to about minus 5 degrees Celsius, and it's also got a downfill power of 800. If you've got a bit more of a budget, for the men, coming in at $79.99, Men's Mountaineering Down Jacket Alpinism, and that's from Decathlon as well. That has got a downfill power of 800 so it's going to keep you comfortable to around minus 10 degrees celsius again looks great it's a blue one and it's got a hood on it so 79.99 i think is, is a bargain for that a mid-range for the ladies that i found is on cotswoldoutdoor.com and at 81 pounds that will get you the ayacucho women's himalaya down hooded jacket which looks great as well and again it's got a hood on it and that will keep you nice and toasty warm as with many down jackets as well, it's also been treated with Nick Wax hydrophobic down treatment as well, so that will keep you warm even when you're in damper conditions. And now at top of the budget, coming in for men, I've looked on the Cotswold Outdoor store online again, and I found the Rab Men's Neutrino Pro Jacket. Now that's coming in at bang on £300. Um, again, it's got an 800 down fill power, RDS certified, um, it's also got a Pertex Quantum Pro Outer Fabric, so that's going to give you a little bit more protection from any damp conditions, maybe snowdrifts. And they also say that this is going to give you a level of protection up to around about 4,000 metres of altitude. So you're looking at serious mountaineering for this. Um, but again, if that's what you're after, £300 will get you their jacket, which is something that they've recommended on their website. And at the higher end of the market for the ladies, 
I found on Cotswold Outdoors a bit of a bargain here. Now, they've got the Mountain Equipment Women's Lightline Jacket, and that is coming in at £220. However, if you are happy to have the Tyrian Purple option, you can get that at just £155. It's exactly the same jacket, just a different colour. That's a 700 fill power. It is going to offer you a level of water resistance as well. So that, that might be worth something looking at. Um, if you want to save yourself a fair bit of money there, £155 for the same jacket, um, just in a different colour. Normally £220, and that's on Cotswold Outdoor. So there you've got three different options for both men and women, all at different prices. And like I've said before, it's not always about buying the most expensive gear. It's about buying the right gear for you. So do your own homework. Go out there and have a look. Like I say, there are only just three options that I've had a look at at different prices. But have a look, see what you like. Go out there and ideally when you can, try them on. Make sure they're comfortable and they fit right for you. Of course, there are going to be some benefits to buying more expensive gear. And that's that's normally the fitting that they've got. Or it might be the research that's gone into manufacturing it in the first place. So it's entirely up to you and what your preference is. But definitely go out there and try it. Make sure it is comfortable for you. And really that's all that should matter. Unless you're an absolute brand snob, by all means go out there and buy the most expensive bit of kit. But I think you should just go out there and make sure it fits perfectly and it does the job for you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and hit the subscribe button. And then you can join me next time, where I'll be joined by another guest. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch via the Facebook group, Summits to Talk About UK, the Instagram page, stta underscore podcast, or you can email me, podcast at summittotalkabout.uk.